0: Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Have you ever been to a place that feels special or powerful? What is that? Today we're going to be discussing sacred places, how to discern those places that have concentrated fields of highly vibrating frequencies. And because frequencies and energies are not static, those places that used to hold these fields and now no longer do, and those that were dormant that are starting to wake up. We're also going to talk about what you can do to leverage the power of sacred places. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration so you can begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic so you can continue to accelerate forward. Let's get started. Dennis?
1: You know, from a marketing perspective, Karen, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of advertisement for sacred spaces, sacred places, come enjoy, you know, this particular location, whatever that might be. I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering, what is, what is your take on sacred spaces?
0: Well, perhaps I'll define it, maybe a little bit easier for you. Um, okay. Is To me, a sacred place is a place that is physically located, okay, and which holds a concentrated field of highly vibrating frequencies. That's it. So it really doesn't matter what people have thought. Like, a lot of places that are considered sacred nowadays Um, are very highly trafficked and highly touristed and no longer hold those fields. They used to, but they don't anymore. So it's really important. And and places that are often undiscovered and untrafficked, and are very quite simple, are places that can hold tremendous fields of very highly vibrating frequencies. And there are some places where the field is so high in vibration that what happens is that it can cause distortion in people who aren't ready for it. And it can cause acceleration for people who are. So that's what I mean by sacred places.
1: So are are you are you basically talking about places out in nature, or are you talking about special man-made buildings? Or, it could be both. Or so it could be either. You could or. be you could be either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, when you talk about nature, and you said you know it could be a space that at one time held the energy. Mm-hmm. But there's been just millions of tourists, or uh-huh. whatever that might be. Yeah. You're saying with time, it's almost like that space could become distorted.
0: Yeah. So, um, yes. So there are definitely places, and it's not just in nature. It's anywhere. So it doesn't matter if it's man-made. It doesn't matter if it's in nature. If there are t- places where they used to have these, these, they were called places of power and so people would make pilgrimages to them for different reasons and so sometimes what happens or they were considered sacred and only a few could access them at some you know in years past but now a lot of people go to them and what can often happen is if those places used to be sacred places and treated that way so there's a reverence and then also respect for that field what happens is in this day and age, when people start to go to those places and no longer see it as sacred. So they're going just for fun and they know that it was a sacred place by the ex people a long time ago and they don't actually pay it the respect that it needs to. They don't have that same intention when they walk into that space of holding higher vibration themselves. What can happen is that space starts to drop in its vibration because it starts to pick up on the distortion patterns of those people. And then that field like wobbles and lets go essentially. Because it's no longer in that same space of integrity. Does that make sense? So some fields are influenced by that. Others are stronger and it doesn't matter who goes there. It doesn't matter. Um, So it kind of depends on the place.
1: Let let, let me ask you, as you you said that, I was thinking, could could also the opposite be true? Let's say that you've got a a space Mm -hmm. where some type of horrific event Mm -hmm. has taken place. Yep. Gettysburg or Normandy or mm-hmm. you know, just where there's these terrific battles mm-hmm. and loss of life mm-hmm. and could that also Influence a space
0: Sure, so it's funny because it's, to me. It's the inverse. So you're talking about the physical Creating the spirit. It's yeah. actually the inverse yeah. spirit dictates or frequencies dictate what happens there. So over those places, there are, and this is likely will be more in-depth than some people want, but there are actually um, what to me look like ge- ge- geometric patterns which hold the frequency of violence, death, genocide, whatever. So there are very specific places in the earth where that happens because the there's a programming set in the ether, so, basically in the spirit yep. level, which is conditioning that space. And when you enter that space, what's going to happen is... The genocide, the destruction, the whatever, the war, whatever. So, um, as well, there are things like um, people have heard of these before. The ley lines, right? So, these is yeah. grid around the earth. Yeah. There's some ley lines when they come into intersection with each other, they create negativity, and so you'll have, um, for example, places in certain cities where it doesn't matter what re- like re you know, refurbishing they do to it, or they try to rejuvenate the area, or they try to bring in new businesses. It's always run rundown and like horrible things happen there, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's a lot of violence in that space. Yeah. And it happens to be in a very specific place. And then three blocks away, it's totally normal. So it happens in cities all the time. That's, mm-hmm. those are lane lines. I'm not talking about that. Like that's different from the, the sacred geometry thing I just mentioned to you before. But the, so what I'm saying is it's not the physical that conditions that it's the, On the frequency level, that's dictating what happens in form. It's always frequency level first, and then the physical. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Let Let me take it to another level. So you're talking about kind of these large spaces, maybe out in nature or whatever. Um, You know, there's certain places that you walk into, whether it's a restaurant or a corporate headquarters Mm -hmm. or even somebody's home. Mm -hmm and some just feel like, wow, this mm-hmm. is it just feels good. Mm-hmm. And others, it just doesn't feel right. Is that, is that true of those type of spaces also?
0: True of which types of spaces, I'm sorry.
1: As far as, for example, somebody's home, yeah. energetically, yeah, um, could a home be considered a sacred space?
0: Not, uh, yes, emotionally, sure. Like you can consider it to be an emotional sacred place. So I know a lot of people talk about your home being a sacred space. For you, so I'm talking about a different thing. I'm talking about a grander scale. So what I'm talking about when I say a sacred place, I actually mean hold a concentrated field of highly vibrating frequencies. Your home can um, is very well. Your home is a reflection of the frequencies of the land and of the what's happening in that space. Okay, from the land and what else has happened in the past on that particular space and that type of thing. Like, for example, there's been ritual there or ceremony there or whatever. Um, So it depends if there are ley lines there. And of course, it's a reflection of you. So you are going to influence that space to some degree, but you also will conform to the frequencies around that space. So some places feel really good because people um, like myself can clear spaces. We've talked about clearing spaces in one of our episodes. So um, you can clear a space, not just me, but who, you know you can clear a space with somebody and then it will be clear and then it will vibrate at a higher rate. But what I'm talking about is a place that has this concentrated field of highly vibrating frequencies that when you go to, you can use that, you can leverage that field to accelerate your own potential. That's different because that field is so high.
1: So I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Based on that mm-hmm. description, mm-hmm. does something come to mind that you've experienced? Sure, a, a space or a place where you've yeah. been, where you've been able. Yeah, to- many.
0: So um, Mount Shasta is one that's very very powerful. Um, you know, people talk about um, there are places in certain parts of the. Um, the Humboldt State Park which is a, a redwood forest that definitely has that. Um, there are definitely places in um, for example Sedona, not all of Sedona, um, there's a lot of like vortices in Sedona, some of them have become polluted with the distortions of the people who go visit them. But there are some that are still very clear and very powerful and very accelerating. Um, there, I've been to certain caves, like one in Greece, where it's really powerful and clear. There are places in the um, uh, the White Desert uh, in Egypt where it'll be very clear. Um, so it just, it's, it's. Um, there are different places where you can go, and the frequency, the frequencies of that place are so high that you can walk into that field and be transformed. And there are, uh, for example, some ancient temples in different places, not all of them anymore, but some of them, I mean, those ancient peoples put those temples on sacred sites of power. I mean, they're not like randomly placed, like plunked on the earth, like there. They knew like this place, this is, and they would build their, um, their structures to amplify, that field, yeah. so they could benefit from it, right? Because this is about acceleration. So um, there are definitely places where that happens, um, for sure.
1: So, and what and what you're saying is the fact that those do exist, but not yes. only exist, but it's an opportunity for us to go to experience, but go yes. beyond and to transform. Yes, to take on that frequency.
0: Yeah, especially if you have a really good guide, because it's really difficult for some people or many people to distinguish um high frequency field and what seems good in a marketing brochure and like what could be dark actually so it's difficult to discern so if you have a really good guide with you um, that you trust who can tap into the frequencies and let you know what's good they can amplify those frequencies for you and allow you to integrate them if you don't have that guide you just have to be a little bit more aware of what you're stepping into and just have your spidey senses on and does this feel good or not good Mm -hmm. and there are definitely places where um, I mean Canyon de is another one spider rock that's an amazing place Um, so it just it depends you know I've been um, on places in Hopi land, like in the middle of oh, yeah. random nowhere, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, ooh, place of power, right? right. So it just I, it really depends on, um, on On where it is, so I've, I've named a few places yeah. um, But um, what I would say is if you're going with a good guide and you know somebody who Intuitively finds these places, they can be so subtle in the sense of like yeah, They can be, you know, in this little glen, uh, in this little glen off of a highway, and you go down. All of a sudden, it changes, right? It's like it's like there's a construction site, a highway. Go down into the Mm -hmm. glen. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. magic, right? And you don't know why is there's this field like right here, and around it is all this chaos. So what's around it really is sort of irrelevant, um, and it can be really quiet and simple, like I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It could be that. You know like a hike through a woods you might stumble upon that kind of space right or it doesn't have to be all these places that are purported to be Amazing or whatnot, you know what I mean? Um, And there are a lot of places now that people go to that are advertised as sacred places which were that way They were that they held that field and they held it for our ancestors and they used to but now they no longer have that field It's left Mm For because things are shifting, it's not like frequencies and energies are static. They're moving, right? So, um, um, so anyway, (laughs) yeah, it really depends.
1: You know, let me make a general statement. I'm curious if you're going to agree with it. Uh So, as as we as we do our homework as individuals and the releasing of distortions and Mm -hmm. the increasing of our frequency and the vibration. Yeah. Does our sense and our ability to connect with these spaces become greater? Yes,
0: absolutely 100% yeah, Yeah. and because you yourself have risen in your vibrational level you can actually take in More highly vibrating frequencies. So you'll be able to absorb Ah. that and accelerate more as a result of them So yes, and you'll be able to discern places that are places of power. So um, that's really cool and um, that's really important. And what's really exciting is that, so one of the, the things that's important to do, so how do you use this to accelerate yourself? Okay, would be a question that I would want to know. Yeah. So these places are special. Like you'll, you'll feel, um, especially as you clear more and more of your stuff and the higher vibrating more. as you say, you'll walk into a space and you'll just know, yeah. oh, this is, this is different here. Right here is different. I don't know why, but it's different. And it's to follow that, meaning just, so it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It doesn't have to be like an elaborate ceremony. You don't have to do some, whatever. It can, you you can. It's totally great if you do that. And you can just sit quietly and meditate. Like seriously, you just, even with your eye, I mean, even if you don't close your eyes, even you just sit there quietly with your eyes open and just feel the ground and feel the field around you, that in and of itself and keep your attention on your body that's integrating those things because all you're doing is you're paying and oftentimes depending on where you're at okay i always find it helpful and respectful to ask for permission Mm. okay at some point in your sense you don't have to ask because you're so highly vibrating it's almost like a it's like a a yeah like a yeah exactly like a, a handshake you know it's like i bless you you bless me everyone's helping each other okay with my presence and your presence so that's perfect but i've always found that it's we just tend to, in our culture, barrel in and assume that we can just plunk ourselves here. It's not necessarily okay that we knew that. So, or a lot more can open to you if you just simply ask. One of the things that really helped me, especially when I was first beginning, and I wasn't at the level that I am now, what I would always do is, when a space felt special to me or different, I would immediately ask for permission to enter. And I would wait for a response because I feel like being respectful of the space and having that intention shows that you, um, that you have respect for it. And then the realms start to open. But if you have the arrogance to assume that you're allowed into this space, then things tend to stay closed. It's just sort of like if someone demands something from you. You don't really want to give it anyway. It's like, give me that water. It's like, well, I don't want to give you the water. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? But if you say, can I please have the water? then it's more like the person would be like sure please have the water of course if you're thirsty but right?
1: I, but i think you've just introduced something that is for a lot of us it's we're not familiar with that respect for the space
0: yeah yeah because it's not just the space it's the field around the space okay it's the field yeah. around the yeah. space so by asking the space you're actually asking the field the yeah. frequencies that create that space mm-hmm. so when you ask so there's two things that you can do you can ask can I please have enter? And it may be for some of you that are watching that you receive a response, wait for the response and then proceed or not. And please respect if it's a no, because sometimes if it's a no, it's for your own protection. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not really there for you. And I'll give you an example. So there was one time where we were going, uh, we were going, we were in um, Ireland and we were going to this cave and we got there and it felt a little w- weird. It was just it, I was like something is wrong with this place, and so I asked, "May I have permission to enter?" Okay, here's what happened. We get it. Okay, so we we're entering this place, and I'm feeling uneasy. And I've asked this question as we enter. There's this weird like group of um, young adults hanging out near the front. Is just something about them that just seemed off? It's like okay, that's weird. And we just noticed them a lot. Like, it's not something I would notice. There were a lot of other people, but they were just really noticeable and they felt really not okay. And then as we got out of the car, this swarm of flies descended on the car. Like, a swarm. Like, it was clear. It was clear. And then all of a sudden, like, around our car, there were flies like, "Uh, okay. And then I get, I'm like, this seems weird. Okay. (laughs) So yet I persist. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, okay, as if the I'm fly, going in. exactly. So we're walking towards the cave, and etherically, somebody who I had um, been working with at the time, right? This this um, this fellow that I intuitive that I've been working with, he in my vision, stands in front of the door, and I was like, up the cave. I was like, oh, that's it, like this, with his arms crossed. I thought to myself, hmm, we're leaving right now, because. Knowing him, he would have, he wanted me to go into the cave, he would have stood aside and let yeah. me pass. But that standing in front with his arms, I was like, okay. I mean, like, I don't know why it took me three, yeah. like, smacks over the head to be like, get out. But I was, whatever it was in that cave, I didn't need to experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looked like all those things, but that's yeah. like my higher self protecting me. Do you see? So if you ask permission, sometimes you don't get an answer, but if you get signs like that, that would be a no. <laughs> do not go here. <laughs> if you keep going and everything seems lovely and fine, it's probably a yes, right? If you don't hear an answer, sometimes yes or no, you can always just shine your heart, meaning radiate your heart field outwards, go connect to your heart, connect to the space, radiate love or your intention, and then see what happens. So, that's a way of asking for respect. It's like, it's like you're introducing yourself, right? It's like, hi, how are you? Yeah. My name is so-and-so. You're doing that with your heart space. Yeah. So it's similar. So, And I found that every single time, even um, as I was starting, if I asked for permission and I asked for the realms to open to me, all this amazing magic would happen. I would meet all these amazing people and they would come in at the right time. So, um, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So it's just an amazing, it can be an amazing. So another example in Ireland, which is totally magical, by the way, One of the places that we went to, we went to a fairy glen, a friend of ours took, there are fairies by the way, it is a real frequency. And um, so we went to this fairy glen and I told them where we were going and I asked for their permission, their blessing. And we were going to the Hill of Tara, which is a very famous site. And I didn't know where we were going. The Hill of Tara, if have never been, is like this massive site. It's like huge. We didn't know where we were going. But i had asked for the blessing of the fairies, like first to enter into their realm, this little glen in the middle of nowhere. And then I asked for their blessing to go to the Hill of Tara because we were entering their dominion. Like we were entering, the Hill of Tara is within their dominion. So I was asking for their help. So when we get to the Hill of Tara, what happens is, as we're getting out of the car this parking lot is full full okay like there's no we found one parking spot as we get out of this car this tiny man comes out of nowhere i don't know where he came from comes right up to us this little like i've never seen a ferryman before but this is one and he said would you like to see the heart chakra of the hill of tara yes yes i would he's like oh my friend whoever would knows where it is and he'd be happy to take you i'm like okay but there was no request for money ever. Nothing. Like I just looked at this man, and I was like, "Great!" And so they took us to the like they took us to this mountain in the middle of the tower where the field was insanely strong, and they left. They're like, "Thank you, bye bye." They'd done their duty and they left. Like, what? You know what I mean? How does that happen? So I'm just saying, if you ask for permission and ask for the realms to open. All these things can happen and when you enter these fields if you like all we simply did when we were there was we opened to the field of what was there and opened to the you know in the body in alignment with pure source and then whatever happened happened so it doesn't you know
1: there you go so so Karen I'll tell you what just hearing those experiences that you've had that's Mm -hmm. that's just amazing Mm -hmm. and you know I can see where if we do this work And we're able to become more aware if we're able to awaken to another level that our life becomes so much richer. And so things become magical and we start to realize the mystical part of life. And
0: you get to experience the mystical because when you're outside of the realm of your ordinary reality and can start to access these fields, then you get to see the possibility of the all that is and how it's so like precise the timing, like the precision of the timing of and all that synchronicity that has to happen for this person to meet this person at this time to take you to this place for this to open for you. Wow, right? That's magic. Like, how does that happen? That's the thing. And you, and in that practice is the surrender of the not knowingness. Like you're going, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this is happening. Wow. Okay. Wow. And I am with what this happening. So it's really, um, it can be a spectacular practice. And what I will say is with sacred places, please do not have expectation. Expectation will blight you in the butt. It really, you have to really just fully like Surrender. Like a child, right? You're four again, and you're like, what's gonna happen? Maybe something, maybe nothing. We'll find out, right? And it's, but the expectation is gonna be really difficult Mm. to overcome, right? So I always find it really helpful when I'm going to sacred places to um, let go of those. Mm. Because the other thing too is expectations will cap your experience. If you think it's gonna be this, well, what if it could have been like this and you never would have known because you were thinking it was gonna be this the whole time. Right. Wow. So if you can surrender to it and release the expectation then so much more can happen than if you have planned in your mind, this is going to be your sacred experience. You know? So, yeah.
1: So, Karen, thank you very much for sharing those stories. And uh, I naturally love the fact that they came from Ireland. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think what you've done for the folks that are listening is that they're going to look at their next vacation completely <laughs> different. And so, thank you so much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that?
0: These GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on sacred places. And really this group frequency calibration is about how to discern which sacred places actually have a high resonation. And being able to, um, when you discern that they have a higher vibration, being able to use that space or that consciousness to help you to accelerate forward. So becoming aware of the space in your lower belly between your pubic bone and your belly button. And as you become aware Of this space. We're going to take a single breath together. So inhaling as slowly as you can and holding your breath for as long as you think you can. And really hold it till you get to a point where you're uncomfortable. So as long as really you think you can. And notice if you really hold it that long or if you want to stop short. And when you get to your exhale, releasing all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for as long as you can. Noticing where it's easier to hold your breath. Is it easier to hold your breath in, or hold your breath out? Or is it the same? Just noticing the patterns in your breath. And for those of you with a very long breath, you may want to pause this recording, and just complete your breath fully, and then come back on. And now, bringing your attention awareness between your belly button and your throat. The space between your belly button and your throat. Breathing normally here, and as we wait for the mastermind to gel, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I will be making noises on my end. So you may hear me exhale sharply, you may hear me yawn, you may hear me hum, and that's just how I remove distortion patterns at this time. You may hear nothing, because I'm working more and more in silence when I'm working with very high frequencies. So just note that if you hear nothing on my end, it's not that I've gone somewhere, I'm just not making any sound. And also, if I say something that resonates with you, likely it's you. And if I say something that You react strongly against, like that couldn't possibly be me. It's likely you. So I invite you to be open to that possibility and to explore it. Keeping your attention on that space between your belly button and your throat. We're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep within your body that becomes brighter, radiates out through your cells and expands out through the pores of your skin. For some of you, if you would like to expand further into the stars or beyond, please go ahead and do that at whatever speed feels good to you. And if you choose to do that, please keep some part of your awareness or focus on or in some part of your body, no matter how small. So I sometimes lately pinch my pinky or my index finger. And that is enough to keep you in your body and expanding at the same time. And on my end, I'm helping to increase your bandwidth, your connectivity, irrespective of what level you're at, and by that I mean your capacity to take in even higher frequencies of pure source. Good. Now, bringing your attention, please, to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Okay. So, this is about uh, the distortion pattern with regards to discernment. Okay. So, um, this is about um, wanting something to be a certain way with your mind and then not being able to discern with your intuition, whether or not it's really beneficial for you or not. Okay. So you read something about a place that says something about it and you really want to believe that. So when you go there, you don't actually, you turn off your, your intuition, your actual feeling sense, your intuitive ability, okay. Your knowingness. Now, for some of you, your knowingness is very fast, so you think it's a thought. Others of you have a feeling sense. Some of you don't feel like you're that intuitive, but things come up and suggest things to you in the physical world. Like the road to get there is really clogged, or you try to leave the house and all this stuff comes up and you can't get there. Or that day, the person who's supposed to drive you there gets ill, for example. So, in any case, this is about the distortion of that mind being stronger than, or your desire for something to be a certain way, stronger than your actual feeling sense of what is actually there. Okay? So, it's a miscalibration of your intuition, essentially, and your mind being stronger. So, this also has to do with expectation. Right, so there's a whole bunch of distortion patterns here. So I'm going to be quiet for a bit. Now, for some of you, for a large subgroup of you, you don't just do this with sacred places. You do this with people that you consider to be elevated in some, like teachers, gurus, spiritual leaders, whatever. Okay, So it's the same pattern that you, you have with both types of things. So let's work on this so you can have a clearer sense of what's really happening as opposed to what you want to have happen. Good, And in that same space, between your belly button and the base of your sternum, this is the yearning for the mystical experience. Okay. Now, for some of you, for a subgroup of you, you really, really want the mystical experience because um, you are trying to avoid your ordinary reality, because okay. there's something there you don't like. So you want to have the mystical. For some of you, you want the mystical for the pure experience of the mystical, which is f- totally wonderful. And then there's another subgroup of you that yearns for the mystical because you want to have significance. You want to have a story to tell everyone else and feel special. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very human. But with um, the, the last thing that I just mentioned and the first thing I just mentioned the mystical will elude you. And even with the the second thing, just the yearning for the the mystical, what happens is, because there's such a strong yearning, the mystical is elusive because there's an attachment or an expectation. All right? Please note there's no judgment here. I'm just telling you what's coming up in the subgroups. So when we remove this um, yearning, we can move more towards neutral which will allow us to A, assess whether or not the place that we're in is actually a place that's conducive to that, and B, allow for that experience to happen, because there's no expectation. Now, no expectation is a big jump. For some of you, there'll just be less expectation. So that opens the door for magic to come in. Oh, interesting. There's actually a fourth subgroup where the mystical happens around you, but you expect it only in certain places, and so you don't see it in like your more mundane world. So if you start to notice what's happening around you more, you'll notice the mystical is more is more is more available to you than you think. Okay. And what happens when you go to a mystic- a place that's sacred? your expectations sort of um, hijack your ability to access that experience that you want. Okay, so those are the four main subgroups, there are more, but let's just work on these. And now bringing your attention from your lower belly, just above your pubic bone, all the way to the base of your sternum. This has to do with, um, again, dis, uh, distortion pattern around sermon around um, the space itself. So, a lot of, say, quote unquote, sacred places, many of them, not all of them, obviously, are very trafficked right now in the sense that a lot of people are going to them as a curiosity, like a tourist curiosity. And therefore, they are no longer tr- treated with the same respect that, um, res- respect or honoring. And, um, they're polluted with the, um, um, he, he, um, distortion patterns of the humans that go there. Because a lot of these sacred places will take in and transmute patterns that are not beneficial. That's what many of these places can do. Not all of them, but many of them. And so what happens is they become very full with the distortion patterns of humans. Or they turn off because of... mm, it's no longer... A sacred place because it's not treated as such really it's more of a, an attraction or a novelty and that is a, it's a lower vibrational level than a, treating something as sacred which is of a higher level so therefore with enough people <clears throat> going there with that lower level frequency they can pull with enough mass they can pull the frequency of that place down so it no longer is a place that's sacred, if that makes sense. So being able to discern those places and knowing whether that place really serves you is important because some places um, which are deemed sacred um, aren't or can be negative. So this is about heightening your own discernment for what is there as opposed to the story around what is there, okay? Because sometimes rituals are done and such in places that pollute, it, pollute them, and they become um, more dark, All right. So let's just clear this for you. Good. So as a note, this commentary about how some sacred places can be darker or not beneficial to you should um, is not intended to put you into a fear space. So when you go to a place that's considered sacred, just assess or feel or perceive for yourself whether you want to be there. Some of you may find yourself just leaving. I mean, just notice that you want to leave. And that's not even a knowingness. It might just be a physical response like, "Mm, I don't want to be here. I don't like it here. So honor that response. And if you do want to be there and you want to go to a specific spot in that specific place and just stand there and be still or sit quietly and meditate, wonderful. This is just giving you more clarity. Yeah. And now bring your attention please to your spine all the way from the base or the tip of your tailbone all the way up your spine through your neck into the base of your skull. So what I'm doing here is i bringing you more firmly into your spine, and the reason we're doing this is because the more you are in your body, the more f- focalized you are, the more um, uh, the more you, the more present you are, the more acceleration you can gain from a space that is of a high frequency. So the more you are in your spine. So just keeping your attention on your spine. Not only are you safer, but you can benefit more. And by safer, I mean if you are in your body, other things can't come into your body. Very nice. I'm gonna leave you in the space for as long as you'd like. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.